0: You don't know my
1: what i said a couple weeks ago we cannot take any weeks off from doing this because we are we remain undefeated in winning whenever we record an episode guys i'm pumped i'm joined as always i'm well i'm i'm andrew i'm joined by alex and we have ali back again because we just cannot seem to honestly we, we can't seem to get rid of him uh but uh we enjoyed having Ali so much last week. I uh, thought, thought the discussion was great. And why not have you back again? And maybe we'll just, you know, we like you. Uh, your name begins with the letter A, just like both mm. me and Alex. So I feel, like, I feel like it works. Boys, Ali, I'll start with you. How are you? How you feeling? Happy Thanksgiving, post-Thanksgiving.
2: Thank you, thank you. I feel great. Thanks for having me back on. Uh, I feel great after a win. Uh, I'm in Green Bay right now for uh, for a work trip, so it was nice to be able to
1: to back. Oh, wait, up hold on. The- so you're 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 in Green Bay.
2: I am. I am.
0: Yeah. So one thing you don't know, Andrew, is Ali is actually our on-field correspondent. Wait. So every week he'll be traveling into enemy territory and just kind of giving us, you know, the lay of the land on what he sees over there.
1: So you're you're in green, You were in Minnesota last week. You went and you attended the Dallas Vikings game, and now you're just talking smack to a bunch of Packers fans.
2: It's you know I think this is probably my calling that, that <laughs> I, I've missed out on my entire life, but I think I've uh, I found my niche here.
1: I love it. <laughs> and Alex, I know you weren't down there at the stadium last night, but I mean, hey, we're we're less than 24 hours removed from a big win. We're 10 and one. How's your day been
0: going? It's been a pretty awesome day. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> love scrolling through social media. We're the first team to get to double digit wins. And there's a whole bunch of commenters <laughs> on justifications on why we're frauds and why we shouldn't be there. I love Barf. it because here, here is the template. Insert your favorite team name here. And we played a team that's either we've either beaten that team or we've played a team that's beaten your team. There is no way that we haven't touched or done anything that the Eagles haven't be, uh, been victorious on um, up into there. But before we actually get into two up, two down, I want to ask you guys both a serious question. The black helmets, underwhelming, fire, cool. What were your guys' impressions on the uniforms last night?
1: I, I, I don't know. I've been seeing some some negative talk about it. I don't really know what there is to hate on. I mean, it's it's an all black uniform. We don't do it all the time. It's a one-time thing. I think for one game we can change the helmet color. I I I do love the classic green helmet mm-hmm. with with the black like we've done in the past. Uh but who cares, man? Like
0: Black no, I'm just asking your thoughts. I'm just saying what your thoughts are. I'm no, saying, I'm angry. I'm a, I'm, I'm angry I'm not at saying you for asking. Block out the haters. <laughs> I'm not saying block out the haters. I'm just trying to say what were your thoughts on it. I Ali, thought. Yeah. I what thought about you? Hard, yeah.
2: You know, I think this is about to get a little uh, tumultuous here. I wasn't a fan, to be honest. I thought I thought it was kind of underwhelming. I was pretty excited all week. You know, I was excited the the black on black uniform with helmets. I saw the field was painted black, and then I saw him, and it was just kind of like you know, yeah, it's a black helmet. It looks kind of midnight green under the bright light. Did did we really need to have black helmets?
0: I would have liked to see like a total like reverse, like a gray helmet with black wings or just something a little bit different. I feel like, in my opinion, a lot of the league is doing this. You see it now with the Arizona Cardinals. They actually have like kind of like this like cool, like two-tone, you know, fading red into black sort of. I was a little bit underwhelmed, and our on-field correspondents, Bryce and Vince, are at the game, so they couldn't even tell the difference up in the stands. They actually totally forgot that there were black helmets that up there. Did like the black end zones. I'm a big fan of the new word mark, honestly. I think it's awesome. I think it looks sweet, clean. I, I love the way it looks. I think in two years, everyone will agree black helmets a little bit underwhelming give me the kelly green i think i'll i think i'll appreciate that well
1: kelly green yeah and like when i used to mess around in madden and alter my uniform before the game i would try to do the black uniforms and then like the old kelly green but god god forbid god forbid we we have we have those beauties back in our in our repertoire (laughs) guys all right
0: andrew yeah i i did it last week why don't you kick us off this week we had a football game eagles are now 10 and 1 let's get into two up two down
1: Alex and Andrews, two up, two down. All right, well, I guess um, stop me if you've heard this one before, but the offense looked pretty good, and I'm probably going to have to keep it on that side of the ball for both. Um, The running game last night was absurd. I. Oh boy. Oh boy. Let, let's just begin to try to just digest this if there's any room for digestion after Thanksgiving. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway. Um hurts, Jalen Hurts, he rushed for a hundred yards in the first quarter. He's the first quarterback ever to rush for a hundred yards in a quarter. Only only quarterback to ever do it. Uh last night he broke Michael Vick's. Single season or a single game record for a Philadelphia Eagle, um, who had 130 yards rushing, uh, and and Jalen, I think, what did he end with? 157, Um, something like that. Yeah, 157. Yeah. He also threw for 153, which is underwhelming. However, when they were running the ball with as much success as they were. Uh, Jalen is the, what is this? The first player since at least 1950 with 150 yards passing and 150 yards rushing in the same game. Um, he's the first player ever to have 125 yards rushing and passing in a half. Um, just completely mind blowing performance, just like watching that first drive of the game. Um, He had like his first or second run. He had like that beautiful, a beautiful like juke in the middle of the field. It actually looked very Josh Allen esque to me, um, which is like, you know, now we're at the point where who do, who do we start comparing to who? Like at first Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, let's compare Jalen to, to Josh. But uh, you know, who's to say that one's got the edge over at the other, uh, over the other at this point, Um, if anything, maybe Jalen. So, that I don't understand how he had so much room to run when he had that like forty yard scamper down the the. the I thought near- the play was
0: dead. I thought the play was dead.
1: It's He's just like, walking I, down there's no one near him. I'm like, are they zoomed in and I can't see enough of view of the field where the defenders are? Like, no, it was just open real estate for like forty yards down the sideline. So, uh oh my, what I would do to own this guy in fantasy. But aside from that, I
0: have from I have that, him in two out of three leagues. Uh, yeah, he, it's it's so, incredible. Yeah, go ahead. So, so actually, to to save some time, Jalen Hurts is my top one as well. I mean, yeah. So so let let's just focus a little bit on QB one. You know, outside of just that, insanely, I, I, it wasn't even just like the the running lanes were open. He's juking guys out of his shoes, but like he does, it, he he looks a lot different than like someone like Lamar Jackson. And they said on the on on the on the broadcast last night, he's a power lifter. He's quick and he's strong. So when I see someone like Lamar Jackson getting tackled, I'm like, oh, that's it. He's gonna, he's gonna hurt something. He's he's done. I just feel like this Jalen Hurts has longevity in this mm-hmm. position. And they're starting to see a lot of Jalen Hurts-esque players in college now mimicking his play style. Outside of his just fantastic running performance that he put on last night, these balls were put in just like the the best spot. That one where he got chased out of the pocket, threw it down the field, and hit Quez Watkins in the back of the end zone. And Quez dropped it. There was like no other (laughs) – I have chills like talking about it now. There was not a better place that he could have put that ball last night. And it's just so rare to see a quarterback have best of both worlds where they're super accurate with the football, which I never thought we'd be saying Jalen Hurts is. At, at the at the end of last year, and then just his running talent was is is just uh, amazing. Like he's just absolutely amazing. Give me this Jalen Hurts over twenty seventeen Carson Wentz any day. My mind is totally changed after last night's performance.
1: Exactly, and and like it's so much because of durability. Every time. Uh, I remember feeling scared with certain players when they have the, it's like, get down or get out of bounds because you are made of glass. And if you get flicked with, with a pinky, you're going to be out for the next six weeks. But, but Hertz is just like, he is just built to last. And, uh, I, I, you know, don't get me wrong. I still get afraid when he takes some vicious shots. I know he got a a nice hit in the ribs yesterday. His mouthpiece came flying out. But, um, He's just a strong guy, and he and and I love watching him run. I just, yeah, I'm not scared watching this guy play. You um,
2: know, what do you think, uh, Ali? Yeah, you know, I think back to that interview that he gave when he described himself as a triple threat quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. When he said with his arm, with his legs, and with his mind. And I, I appreciated Ooh. the broadcast last night so much when they said that the Packers' defense switched from a cover two to a cover one, basically daring Jalen Hurts to beat him with his arm. And that's exactly what he did. Right. Uh, And the fact that this guy is, you know, I I take I take a little bit of pause when I hear things like other quarterbacks are coming in and, and trying to replicate what Jalen Hurts is doing. I think his true uniqueness and and the true uniqueness of this offense comes from its simplicity and how much it relies on the decision making of Jalen Hurts as a critical component of that mm-hmm. offense. And I don't think you can replicate that pretty easily across the league or even uh, across other other college venues.
0: I mean, you were making that Josh Allen comparison, and I'm I'm sitting here thinking like, yes, Josh has a cannon for an arm. I think he is. He has undeniably more strength than Jalen Hurts does. But the way that our offense is ran, I'm thinking gimme hurts. I mean gimme hurts ten out of ten times.
1: Josh Allen has about five inches and probably another maybe twenty pounds on Hertz. I think I think Allen's probably like 6'5", 240, 250. And Hertz, I don't think Hertz is two fifty, because that's that like he's just what he's probably what six foot. But um the way that Hertz has become a dual threat, I think, is just so incredibly beyond what any of us expected and now it's become impossible to defend because he's so good on on, at at everything. Um, The next thing that I'm going to go to is, is Miles Sanders and
0: man. Yes. First, like,
1: wow every single week I'm just I feel so enamored with him and I almost feel bad Alex I feel like last year on this podcast I feel like he was just this kind of forgotten like our run game was was awesome oh we talked about traded
0: him on this podcast we talked about getting rid of him for for any other running
1: I, back. I I really need to like eat a little bit of crow because I do feel like I made him sound like he has no value on this team and like he has probably been well, Obviously, other than Jalen Hurts, he's, he's been our best offensive player. I know A.J. Brown's had some monster weeks, so I guess it's hard to really compare the two. But regardless, uh, Miles Sanders has already reached his career high. He's already accomplished a career high in rushing yards. He, he's actually, he's at exactly 900. So uh, he has never rushed for over 900 yards in a season, which he eclipsed, or at least reached the, the 900 mark last night. On top of that, <laughs> he's got eight touchdowns. He had zero last year. He's got eight touchdowns. Like, he maybe was expected to, like, I'm just thinking in terms of, like, you know, what did Vegas expect? What was his number going into the year? Maybe, like, over three and a half. He's already at eight. Jalen Hurts also has eight. They both have eight touchdowns. Both have eight rushing touchdowns this year, which is just, uh, it's incredible. So, Sanders is in in the top five in rush yards. Uh, He's really, he's only behind uh, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, uh, Nick Chubb, and Saquon. So, He's got to be a pro bowler this year. Um, I, I I meant to go back and look to see when the Eagles offense really started hitting their stride last year with, with finding that identity of, of just running the ball down people's throats. Because um, that's exactly what last night's game felt like. It felt like one of those games from last year where it's just like, just try to stop us. Because <laughs> even at that point when Hurts was not nearly as accurate or nearly as decisive, we were still able to run the ball like that. Now we have, dude, we just put up 40 points. We put up forty, like amazing. So those, yeah, yep. That's I'm going to uh, hand it off to you. Let's <laughs> see what I did there. I'm going to hand it off to you uh, after talking about all those uh, wonderful rush, don't rush t- accomplishments. Don't, don't
0: talk past it, man. You had it perfect. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was probably that uh,
2: that Saints game that you're that you're thinking about last season, right? Where the Saints were the number one rush defense. It was that that game that Jalen Hurts had that ridiculous juke to get into the end zone. No, I, I totally agree. I just before you you jump in, Alex. I, I remember seeing this stat uh, earlier today, as far as like how historic this rushing attack was. This is the ninth most rushing yards in a single game. Since 1960, some of the teams that are in that list are the 1961 Dallas Texans, the 2021 (laughs) Baltimore Ravens against the Bengals, that game that Lamar Jackson just went off on Mm. on the Bengals defense. So I, I think we're in. We're in pretty hallowed grounds with with this rushing attack, especially what we performed last last night.
0: And and I think you know also you know Miles Sanders' fantastic performance, but our other guys eight too. Kenneth Gainwell with the touchdown, right? That's somebody that actually had some fantasy value last night. If if you were playing Kenneth Gainwell, um, Jalen Hurts on a QB s- sneak goes for like six yards on on one of them. I mean. Jason Kelsey, besides that questionable snap, that that little fourth and one, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, uh, QB sneak was a little bit odd. It's just, I just love this offensive line. Um, and I love that we solidified, I love that we solidified the the, the run there. So I'll get into just one of uh, my other ups uh, because we already talked about Jalen Hurts so much. And it's just one individual. You know, when, when CJ Chauncey Gardner went down, we were like, ooh, that's deflating. And then Reed Blankenship comes in on his first snap, the beginning of the second quarter, jumps the route, and picks off Aaron Rodgers. What a freaking performance. Like, this dude, under the lights, on primetime football, just picked off an undoubted first ballot Hall of Famer, and, and, and jumped the route perfectly. And I'm actually looking at a clip of it here on Twitter. Like, this dude just looked like he spawned out of nowhere. Like, like he just, like, he just, boop, oh, here we go, just came in. Like, I was like, where the hell did he come from when I was watching this live? So, um, I, I just love that for the first time, it seems like, did we even know Dallas Goddard wasn't available last night? Did we even know about that until the end of the game? We're like, oh, dude, we're missing, like, our number one wide receiver target here. It is this next man up thing. And, boys, we still have a first-round pick next year. And Jordan Davis is coming back. And we're still putting up 40 burgers. Like, that's really exciting stuff, guys. When the number – yeah, you guys are hype. You guys are hype right now. (laughs) I'm just saying it is so sick to see that, that our team has depth in multiple positions because that used to not be the case. We were one injury away. We are held together with bubble gum and Band-Aids. (laughs) <laughs> and, and here we are coming in, picking off Hall of Fame quarterbacks with our rookies coming in right off the bench. I freaking I'm, love
1: Yeah, it. I'm so glad you said Reed Blankenship because he was written down on my list, but I didn't think I was going to be able to, to, to make it to the honorable mention after some of the other performances. But to see, I, I, honestly, I forgot that he was a rookie. I didn't even realize that. Um, he came in and it was, I, I just feel like he's good. I feel like he's a player. And to already get production out of I mean, rookies, but let alone just just players that are coming off the bench is also something I just don't feel used to. I mean, our reserves are making an impact, and that's so awesome. And Alex, I'm also glad that you brought up no Dallas Goddard because, yeah, it's like you drop your season high in points. You drop 40, and you completely forget that you're missing somebody who is one of your most, if not most, reliable receivers and the best blocking tight end that you have on the team, which – the blocking clearly didn't need any more assistance because they were moving the ball just fine. And like to put up forty after what did we score last week? Seventeen, and and that, and we barely scored seventeen. I mean, it took until the final minute of the game to get us to seventeen. And then you put up forty last night. It's it's awesome. I think we all need to take a break, change our pants, come back, regroup, and uh, <laughs> it, it, it's awesome. Um, I guess. I guess we'll, we'll maybe we'll get to some downs. If but you know I, I was kind of enjoying riding that high while it was while it was lasted. But anyway, whatever. Uh, Alex, you want to start with a down here? You want you want to give us a downer?
0: Yeah. So I only have one. I I really couldn't think of two. I mean the the helmets maybe. You know <laughs> the fact that I wasn't there maybe. But nothing that was actually that I, that I had a lot of substance on besides just the, the defense gave up way too many points. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Christian Watson burning us with the Jordan Love pass, a guy that hasn't seen any action on the field since since preseason is 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 pretty is is pretty suspect. Um, You know, I I think we did a pretty good job containing the run. But, um, man, there there were just a few plays are about to break big, a few plays that did break big. Aaron Rodgers playing on a hurt thumb. Regardless of how good he is, and I know I'm giving praise to Reed Blankenship, but that's only one person. I just, I just overall, I just felt that um, the defense just gave up way too many points this game. Uh, few stand up performances though that I mentioned um, on the defensive side. Obviously, we talked about Reed Blankenship and Alan Lazard was a non threat all game. So Darius Slade did his job. Uh, there was, there was. I, I don't even know if he got targeted at all and then the one interception we had in the first quarter was a tip off Darius Slay's face off his so, face yeah so you know I mean he wasn't there he, he, I don't know if you saw his like interview afterwards like yeah he caught off my face <laughs> yeah it was
1: so funny I was just gonna ask you guys if you happen to to catch any of the post game because I'm like, this guy is the most entertaining dude on the team. Like, and, and that's, he's in tough company. Brandon Graham's an entertaining guy. Jason Kelsey's an entertaining guy. I honestly think Darius Slay might take the cake. That guy, every time he opens his mouth, it's an absolute gem. Um, yeah, you know, it, it certainly a bummer giving up 33 points. It's, it's, I feel like it's always a major win um, or something that we've been able to like look at as a win has been our ability to hold offenses at least like close to under 20 points, even if we are giving up a lot of rush yards. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it, it's, it was a complete shootout and it was uncomfortable and I, I did feel a little relieved after Aaron Rodgers left the game. But to your point, Alex, that's probably the best Jordan Love has ever looked in his career. I mean, I wasn't expecting him to, to look as sharp as he did. And when um, when he hit Christian Watson and then, you know, Watson just beat
0: everybody. Um, my goodness. So you would have thought Chris Collinsworth is taking this dude on a date. Though. Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, well, the, here's a guy. He's one of the elite pass throwers. I'm like, uh, what? He's throwing like two passes and like they were fine. Uh, Collinsworth wants to
1: give him the what was it? The double cheek push. Is that is that, what, <laughs> is that, what, is that <laughs> the push. double cheek push? Oh my lord. Um my two downs I'm gonna stick to. I'm gonna stick to the AJs. We're gonna go on one hand, we got AJ Brown. That fumble was so infuriating, but I think the most infuriating part was, and I've I've rewatched this this play. I need to figure out who our offensive lineman is who completely misses the tackle and runs into Jordan Mailata instead, which oh, is probably yeah. not the way you oh, want yeah. to finish a play. Was- but like he just completely misses the guy who, 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 who returned the ball. Um, so obviously, that's the second week. This is the second week in a row A.J. Brown has lost a fumble. All right, hold
0: um, on, hold, hold on with, with, with that. Okay. A.J. Brown was sick with food poisoning and he popped a blood vessel in his eye because he was throwing up so much oh. and didn't feel well until the second half. So <laughs> I'm not saying he gets a pass, right? But I'm, I'm just saying that, like.
1: When you step foot on that field. You are ready to play and secure the football.
0: But he lost like eight pounds in a week from from all of that. Mm. And and I'm guessing little to no conditioning. And, and that it's not an excuse. It was really bad. And I wanted to put that as a down. But it's like there's at least an underlying condition to like at least have some sort of like – sympathy on there if Aaron Rodgers dropped the ball well he has a broken thumb it's not like you know and as
1: as someone who said that he might be my favorite eagle of all time I am definitely sounds like you hate
0: him Andrew it sounds like you hate him and you can't stand him
1: no I love him very much and I want him to get well I want him to get better soon okay because I can't this isn't that's not him that's not him letting the his hands are too strong so you know that that's not him
0: what do you think Ali what's your perspective who's right here (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's let's uh, let's cut the guy a break a little bit, right? He you're right. He he did have food poisoning. Um but he did end up coming back and scoring a touchdown right after Exactly.
1: That, right? Yes. Like, exactly.
2: You know, and, and that's what I love about this this offense so much is this, this lack of selfishness, right? Uh it's it's these guys who are uh oh,
0: Did that's... I yep, did guy... good. You're back. You're back. You're back. Yep. Okay.
2: Yeah, that's that's what I love about this offense is this lack of selfishness, right? Like a guy fumbles a ball, you go right back to him and score a touchdown, right? Like I, I just I love the nature that this off- offense operates. I love the trust that QB1 has in his receivers despite mm-hmm. their mistakes. And I mean, just like when when uh Watkins had that fumble a couple of weeks ago, yep. last week it was, hey, let's go back to Watkins and and feed him the ball. And this week and look and what's
1: happening it's like yeah. re- you give them an opportunity for redemption and then boom it pays off so but i was trying to keep it on the down so and like i said <laughs> not easy so uh, i'll go to my second down which is aj dylan and i'm only bringing him up because honestly this looked like the best game of the season for him as well yeah. um this is a team that has really kind of struggled to figure out how to get him involved um Aaron Jones has been up and down this year. They use him a little bit more in the past game, but we definitely saw AJ Dillon uh, get a little bit of work in the past game yesterday as well. And also might be the only dude in the league with, with more delicious thighs than Jalen hurts.
0: Uh, So, so (laughs) we definitely had the, he could not go down.
2: No, there
0: were some brutal hits on him and he still stayed up, man. He's Uh, a tough dude to
1: bring down. I don't. I do not envy anybody that needs to try tackling him. Uh, oh. He's got tree chunks, absolute tree trunks for 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 thighs. Um, I think so this yeah. is
2: going to be a nice little appetizer before Derrick Henry next week.
1: That's a great point. <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably on the same scale to be honest. So yeah, Dylan had eight carries for sixty four. Um, I think he had a long of twenty, which means most of his carries were. I mean, he was averaging eight eight yards a carry, but it seemed like he was busting like pretty, pretty decent sized runs every time. So, you know, obviously want to want to try to clean up the run as the the best we can. Like you said, we got Jordan Davis coming back, which is super exciting. And I'm just, I think we're all very curious to see actually how much of an impact that will make, and what better time for that to happen uh, before hosting Tennessee next week. So, so uh, looking forward to having Jordan Davis back. Bo show.
0: Yeah, no, I I also actually agree with with Ali's point on like a really good appetizer for for getting ready for um, Derek Henry. It's going to be a tough one, but it's it's looking like that Limbaugh Joseph and Indama Kasu pickup will will hopefully you know. It, it's the only game I look at upcoming, and 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 we can actually just go right into the Tennessee game. I know it's a little bit outside our of our flow, but we can just get into that. Let's do. It. Um, you know, I, I I think when I look at any team. That doesn't get enough respect. It's always the Tennessee Titans. They're always there. They're always in the playoffs. They're always fighting and competing and doing something. Ryan Tannehill is like not that great of a quarterback. Like they are like very, very, very close to doing something. I think Malik Willis could be their future, but I just don't think the Tennessee Titans get enough respect.
1: It's true. And I don't know if it's coaching, I don't know if it's. It's it's it, like I I try to figure out how they are able to sustain such success when they really don't have any anybody star outside of name their two wide back.
0: name two wide receivers on their team Traylon Burks
1: who's a rookie Who Which just got is, his first
0: touchdown off a fumble so he's a, not yeah. doing
1: much and then there's uh, well they got Robert Woods they got Bob Woods um and <laughs> Bob and Woods. and West Nick uh, or Westbrook Ilkine I think is a second year um. But to your point, yeah, these guys are, we've been talking about it all year. They traded us A.J. Brown, and we're like, what are they thinking? It's not like they have these other guys left over. That It seems like they have nothing to work with. So it seems, again, like a simple game plan for the defense. Just stop Derrick Henry. Let them beat you in the air. Uh, You know, I think Gardner Johnson is, is probably looking at Four to six weeks, if I were to guess, I haven't seen an official number, but I, I know it's. I, it looks like a multi-week absence, so I, I'm expecting other teams to be able to pass on us, even though our cornerbacks are still great. I mean, it's still these are still NFL wide receivers, um, so yeah, I really just don't want to get destroyed uh, by Derrick Henry, and I don't think we will if if our defense is getting you know forgetting getting that for getting that piece back with Jordan Davis this weekend.
2: Guys, it's the it's the tried and tested method of running the ball and playing defense, right? And good coaching. The Tennessee Titans have been playing that formula for the last few years, and it's been successful ever since they've implemented it, right? We forget that they were the number one seed in the AFC last year. That's it's a formula that wins games, and and I I understand they don't get a lot of credit because. They don't have a big prolific offense that passes the ball and has these amazing large plays, but sometimes all you need are those six-yard gains, those seven-yard gains, and you just wear that defense down. You don't have to score a lot of points so long as you score more points than the other team.
1: Now, do you think that a lot of their success or their under-the-radar success has to do with the division that they play in? Because you're looking at a division that has the Colts, which historically have been good, but... Last year with Carson Wentz, I know that they, they kind of fell apart at the end of the year. Uh, and then you have the Jaguars and you have the Texans, which are the worst team in football. So then it becomes a question of how are they good, as their record indicates, and especially last year having the number one seed.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a fair point, right? But you, you've got six divisional opponents on your schedule versus 17 games in a season, right? So you still have to go out outside of your division and win 11 games, which is is not... Yes, 11 games, which is not... An easy thing to do, right? And the fact that they still managed to do that and get the number one seed, I think it's a testament to that formula and how we're, frankly, implementing that formula. We were implementing it last year when we were kind of unsure about Jalen Hurts' his passing capabilities, and it got us to where it needed to get us.
0: Yeah, I don't think anybody was saying that the Patriots are a bad football team when they were beating up on Dolphins, Bills, and Jets for you know <laughs> ten years that Tom Brady was going to every single Super Bowl. It felt like so very good, you point. know. And 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 I think with with Tennessee coming into Philly. I mean, I think about that that Titans Chiefs game. They had that. And then Patrick Mahomes, you know, drive at the it into the field. The Bengals who were in the mm. Super Bowl last year, that game went into not overtime, but it came down to like a last play. They beat the Packers by a more commanding win than we have. Um, you know, it, it, it's really our first true difficult AFC team that we're fighting that has battled against some of these Super Bowl contenders that we're talking about like I think the chiefs right now are the best team in football I I, I don't think the bills are even there honestly so um I I don't want to say it but I I do think there's a very real shot I think over 50 percent chance we we lose this game um, and I think it'll be okay like it's it's not the end of the world being 10 and two um, but I do think that I'm happy that it's coming now I'm happy that we're playing arguably one of the best running backs. At least from a power standpoint at this part of the season, Um, but yeah, I I think on the flip side of that, like this, this in my opinion will be our toughest game thus far. Yeah, Uh, so going into this game, right, like significantly tough.
1: Yeah. I don't disagree. The Eagles right now are a they're, a, they're a five and a half point favorite, five and a half point home favorite. It was
0: six this morning. So, six it's, this m- yeah, it's, going so down. it's already
1: moving in the, moving yeah. in the wrong direction. And uh, well, the over under for what it's worth is 44 and a half. Um, interesting little uh, stat that I just saw. Um, the Titans have won each of their last four games as underdogs against NFC opponents. So this, so Tennessee's looking to make this their fifth straight time, uh, beating an NFC opponent who they are viewed as an underdog against. So I, there's a, there is, you know, again, on paper, we're better. Um, I think if we played them seven times, we'd win five of them. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm kind of there with you and I, and I, I do fear that this is going to be a nail biter. Um, a lot of our recent games have all been within one possession, and I don't see this game being any different. I'm hoping that we come up on the rights. You know what? No, I do. We, we're going to win this game. We're going to win this game. I just, I'm sorry. Like, I, I we, we can't just lose to Derrick Henry. And I know the Titans, they don't just have like some crappy defense. Like, they're still capable, but nobody can touch our offense. I don't, like, they can't. We're home. No, we're not losing. We're not losing this game.
0: Okay. There you go, folks. What do you think? Totally, Ali?
2: totally agree. I mean, so long as the ball is in number one's hands, I still have faith, right? I, I think we've had six games this season where we've trailed at some point and we're five and one in those games. So long as we've got QB one back there, I still I think we've got a shot. No matter how much time is left on the clock, no matter what the circumstances are, we were down ten points two weeks ago. You know, uh, the game against the Colts and and managed to pull it out, right? We were down against the Commanders and we had a shot, right? Jalen Hurts put us in every possible position to be able to to get a win out of that game, despite all of the poor performances across the entire board. He still put us in position, so I think. We're going to win this game. Uh, I think it's going to be close, not because it's going to be a shootout, but because the Titans' defense is formidable. Um, But I think we're going to pull this one out because we've got number one back there for us.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go against the grain here. If I was a betting man, I would actually take the Texans plus five and a half. Um, I think they're going to win by two or three points just to put a put a and, and that doesn't mean I'm a Debbie Downer and a hater team. I don't think we're going to the Super Bowl or playoffs or anything like that. Um, just being realistic. That I just I just it's so hard to even think that we could actually go 11 and one. I think this is a very, very worthy opponent. I'm going to say from a score standpoint, 24, 22, uh, give it to the Texans. Mm. I mean, Titans.
1: Does this mean you want me to give you a score prediction also? Give
0: me a score prediction, Andrew. Okay. Right here on the spot. All right, that's fine.
1: Uh, Eagles, we just score forty, coming off seventeen. Carry the one, move the three. Uh, So that's going to be the Eagles are going to score. I like Eagles twenty-seven, Titans twenty-three. Okay, Ali, what's what's your? Oh, by the way, Alex, timeout. I mean, are you giving me a spoiler? It sounds like you're giving me a spoiler alert of your swinging it pick. I mean, we'll, we'll I'll circle back, but
0: literally thinking that right now, but I can't do that. <laughs> I don't want to double down. I want to give myself two opportunities. So one to say I was right, but yeah. So I'm it is not. But that's, that's a that's yeah. a lot of I, pressure. I was thinking it. I was thinking that's a lot that. of pressure.
1: Ali, what are you feeling about it? What, what are you thinking for the score?
2: I'm gonna go Eagles 16, Titans 14.
1: 16. So, oh my goodness. Because now I'm just like I'm picturing us against the Colts two weeks ago. Is like, is this game going to look like that? Is it just going to be a complete struggle to manufacture points? And it's so hard for me to think that after watching them score 40, I don't know. All right, this is good. We're all over the map. So, without further ado, Alex, let's get into swinging it. Swinging it.
0: Underdog picks for the week. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Andrew and I figured it out. We both picked winners this week. We are finally getting on there. We finally both picked an underdog pick for the week. It was
1: just a matter of time. We knew the universe was going to even itself out. I think now is is where we probably need to start throwing some real dollars down because I feel like we're about to go on a hot streak, baby.
0: Yeah, maybe. So uh, <laughs> I... I... <laughs> I am now leading 9-6. to six. The Raiders won over the Seahawks in overtime. I was gifted four points. Andrew, hmm. Jaguars went over the Ravens, was gifted four points. What an exciting finish to the game, man. Both
1: of those games. Were you able Both to watch games. that?
0: Dude, I, there's just something about Doug E.P. being out there with the – Dude, Trevor Lawrence just had his biggest moment as an NFL starting quarterback. And I'm just – hats off to the Jacksonville Jaguars for that. For that Huge game. win. Huge win. Huge, Huge win. win. So what do you think in this week for our swinging it picks?
1: Oh dear lord. Well, definitely never picking the Texans ever again. I think that much we can say. Um I'm laugh
0: if they win this week.
1: You know, the Dolphins look very interesting. They are getting three and a half against the 49ers, but I think I'm gonna ride the Mike White train. The Jets are a three-point underdog yep. in Minnesota. I know Minnesota. Like Minnesota just hosted, uh, you know, the the Jets' divisional mates, the Patriots on Thanksgiving, which was a very high-scoring game. Surprisingly, I am um, expecting the Vikings' offense to not have quite as much success, and I think the Jets are they feel confident with Mike White back there. So, give me the Jets plus three
0: um, against the Vikings, baby. How about you? Love it. So I'm actually going to go a little bit untraditional here. I'm going to take an outright favorite team that barely escaped on Thanksgiving and hand them an L by another team that played really scrappy on Thanksgiving as well. I am taking the New England Patriots at a four and a half point underdog over the Buffalo Bills. I think Mac Jones looked absolutely plugged in. I don't think the Bills defense is as good as everyone thinks, and I think... That the bills are starting to get exposed. They barely won against the lions, man. So I think I like the patriots on Thursday night football.
1: That's a great pick, and I also think that. Thanks,
0: Andrew. Jo- Josh, <laughs> you know, I'm just I, uh,
1: <laughs> I, I know that I, uh, you know, really should not be encouraging um, any success on your end, but, um, but but yeah, man, great pick. I do got to say, Josh Allen does look. He looked a little, he does not look quite a hundred percent, which, which is also why I like your pick. And I, I think that I also really like the under in this game. It looks like right now, 43 and a half. I feel like it's going to be one of those just like classic, like just a low scoring division game, uh, especially like the Patriots coming off a really high scoring game. I think because Buffalo is in new England, I just see them having trouble scoring. You heard it here first,
0: bet the under, but anyway. All right, man, you can take me out to dinner. It's fine. <laughs> Ali, what do you think about our swinging at picks this week?
2: I think they're, uh, I, I you know, initially when you brought up the segment, um, the first one that came into my mind was that Patriots-Bills game. I completely agree. I think, you know, the the Bills without Von Miller, um, starting to show a lot of cracks in that defense. I, I agree. Mm. Josh Allen is, is looking a little like 2018 Josh Allen, uh, throwing a lot of suspect throws out there. I like that pick.
1: Well, darn it. I mean, good job, but <laughs> not looking good. But there's like so
0: many weeks left. We're fine. Dude, it's kind of upsetting to know that we're already heading into what is this week? Week 12? Uh,
1: I think we're approaching week 13.
0: 13. We're week th- almost done, man. Uh, yeah. And so, you Jeez. know, Josh, Josh
1: Allen, who was basically viewed as the favorite to win MVP since the preseason, is right now he's fourth. He's he's fourth in the running. So it's looking like Mahomes is still the guy to beat uh, right now. If you're still interested in betting the MVP, I know some people put money on Jalen Hurts before the season started at like plus 4,000, um, which he's, up, he's second right now. Uh, so you got Mahomes at minus 160. You got Jalen Hurts, who's at plus 350. Uh, then you have Tua at plus 500. Um, so three guys ahead of Josh Allen, which was very unexpected. And interestingly, I can't remember who it was that maybe it was Brian who messaged us earlier that one of the betting apps now has the 49ers as the favorite in the NFC. I mean, I'm not, I'm not surprised, but it's, it's interesting to go to that length, I guess, to like already with, with, I just, I don't think that there is anything that you can, say or any anything that you can provide that tells me that the 49ers are still more of a favor than the Eagles is what I'm trying to say it's what is it I don't know man they, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't look good well he he did look good this past week or I'm sorry no I don't actually don't know how they performed I, I'm thinking of the week before I think he had four touchdowns um I know that they this past weekend they didn't play a very strong opponent they played the Saints and, you know, they won. Good for them. Also, good for us because we need the Saints to keep losing for our draft pick. But, yeah, if it all starts with the quarterback, and you have Jalen Hurts, who's number two MVP right now, and Jimmy Garoppolo is... is, I know that they have a good team, but I just don't know what they have that puts that moves the needle so much further for them, especially given the fact that our record is significantly stronger.
2: They've got a dynamic Christian McCaffrey in their backfield who can who can pass, who can catch, who can run. <laughs> can pass, yeah. I mean, the guy can do it all. And I think, you know, th- they're probably the the biggest threat to us um, and, and reaching the Super Bowl in my sure. mind. Um, you know, sure, they're not... Jimmy Garoppolo isn't looking like some prolific passer out there, but he is not making mistakes. He's not costing his team wins and that's all you can ask from him frankly at this point because you've got guys like Debo Samuel or Ayuk or mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey who can make all those plays and win the game for you so long as Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't lose it um, I do like their defense but from what I saw from the Saints game yesterday it didn't look too great right you're playing the Saints you're playing Andy Dalton now granted they had a fumble recovery from Kamara which was which is kind of a big deal because it looked like Kamara was was Catching his his stride on that drive, but frankly, it was only one touchdown in that game that was scored. The entire game against the Saints team that that's frankly struggling right now to to put a couple of games together. So I, I, on the one hand, I see it. I see you know the Eagles' biggest de- uh, weakness, which is our run defense, um, which is why I'm excited to see how we perform against Derrick Henry. If mm-hmm. we shut him down, and you know he has a sub 100 yard game. I don't have any concerns anymore, but if he runs all over us, I'm, I'm a little concerned about Christian McCaffrey.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, if you look at San Francisco, there's seven wins, we have 10. And if we look at the upcoming schedule, even if we don't win this week, which I am saying that I, I'm not sure we will, we play the New York giants. So I think we can beat. the we play Chicago, Dallas, New Orleans, New York. I think even if we lose two of those San Francisco literally has to win out for the rest of their schedule for us not to secure our number one seed here. So I think from a seeding perspective, because that's the end goal, right? It doesn't matter who's actually the better team. The goal is to get a first round seed, so a better team can get knocked out in the first round because the playoffs and anything can happen. Exactly. So, so, so from my perspective, it's just let's just win out as much as we can. Don't even worry about who the better team is. We'll we'll, we'll face them when we face them. Sure.
1: Yeah, I, I think I was also confused because uh, during the game, I, I, I feel like they put up a graphic uh, in comparing the Eagles and the Vikings. So it's like, why are we caught up on comparing the Eagles and the Vikings? I get it because the Vikings are the closest team record wise. But if they're not actually being viewed as the number two team in the NFC, I mean, even in like, I'm looking at, yeah, they're, they're viewed as the fourth team best odds and like right now Vegas has the Cowboys ahead of the Vikings so it's like weird to make a big deal of the Vikings because of their record which which I get but it's also like do you not remember the Eagles smoking the Vikings by multiple possessions so
0: it's just um back I guess I was just, yeah, we should, yeah. We, should, we should have talked about this at the beginning of the show OBJ going to Dallas scares the absolute crap out of me
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but like uh I I
0: I was thinking that, too.
1: I think OBJ will ultimately can help a team, but I feel like they already are fine offensively. I mean, they're fine defensively as well, but I don't know if like bringing in another receiver. I guess I'm not quite sure if if that's what's holding them back. Like, I think that Lamb's very good. I think Michael Gallup is really good. And um You know, uh, Dalton Schultz and Dak have a very good connection as well. So, like, okay, maybe they need a third wide receiver, but how important is a third receiver?
2: I think CD Lamb is is truly where he belongs when when he's in the slot. To be honest, gotcha. I, I don't think he's a true number one. I think you put OBJ in there and Gallup as your number two, and CD Lamb is really dangerous in that slot. And I think I, I'm with Alex. To be honest, OBJ going to Dallas it's 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 get, it's keeping me up at night a little bit. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's- I'm not liking it
1: it seems like something that is bound to happen. Like he seems somebody destined to be on the Cowboys. Um, I don't know. You know, part of me is also hopeful that he creates some sort of drama. Uh, I don't, you know, wishful
0: thinking, who knows,
2: kicked off the team plane. Who
0: knows? (laughs) (laughs) Not putting a seatbelt on. All right, guys. Well, games at one. Let's hope we go 11 and one. Um, I think it's going to be a big week. I think a lot of stuff's going to happen this week. OBJ news, keeping our eyes on the 49ers, some cool swinging in some awesome, awesome weekends games. So Andrew, final thoughts before we send our listeners home?
1: Uh, you know, I'm curious to see how the commanders continue to play because it would be pretty, it would be pretty cool to see all four NFC East teams make the playoffs, which I think right now yeah. is currently how it's set up. So NFC beast, baby.
0: NFC Beast. Yeah, Ali, you said that sat out to us. You said if the playoffs were to start tomorrow, all four NFC East teams would be in the playoffs. That's a crazy thing to think about.
1: Oh, wait, and can we also just acknowledge that Carson Wentz uh, still has more touchdowns on the <laughs> season than Russell Wilson? Carson Wentz has- country, let's ride. That's right. Con- Carson Wentz has 10 touchdown passes, and Russell Wilson still has seven. So um, well,
0: Russell Wilson has 12 bathrooms in his house, but has only thrown for th- seven <laughs> touchdowns. He has thrown for less touchdowns in this than season bathrooms. than he has bathrooms.
2: <laughs> Very true. And Carson Wentz hasn't played since week six.
0: Yeah. it's it's. And Carson
1: Wentz wears a diaper.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right, guys. All right. We're sending you all home. Thank you for kicking it with us. We'll see you guys next Tuesday.
1: Peace. Go
0: birds.